I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Each of we have tonight. Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We all know the risks of being on social media, but have you ever thought about the biggest risk? Do you mean getting murdered? We received a call from the Lueck family reporting that they had not heard from their 23-year-old daughter. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. We're the host of I Met My Murderer Online, the only true crime podcast to tell the chilling and tragic tales of how the internet can lead the unsuspecting into devastating dates with death. The search warrant resulted in the findings of a fresh dig area on his property. Each episode of our podcast is a true story told as a tightly woven thriller. You will hear from all who are involved in the case, the investigators, the droplets of blood, the way that the vehicle was left, victims' family members. That was our baby, and my baby's gone. Attorneys. Tiffany testified in court that he showed absolutely no remorse. Criminal psychologists. Sometimes people become a little too obsessed with the person they follow. And even the murderer themselves. I would pull the extension cord out. I put it around her neck. I held it for three or four minutes until I knew she was dead. We'll explore the warning signs, the red flags, and the twisted, tragic consequences that can result from online encounters. If you're a fan of true crime, then you'll want to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer Online. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And for updates, make sure to follow us on Instagram at IMMO Podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really, really tired. And the reason I'm so tired is a good reason, though. 
When you hear this episode, I will have finished the undercover sting operation I'm currently working on. As we speak, I am in a hotel room in Lakeland, Florida, which, as you may know, is in Polk County, Florida, where Grady Judd is the sheriff. And we have already done some undercover work. We have collaborated with the sheriff and his department here in Polk County, Florida, in predator sting operations. And we are in the midst of one right now. It has been very successful, but in Polk County, they go late. And we go late on all these investigations. But in Polk County, they have not just the traveler stings, where decoys poses children online and guys travel to meet them for sex, but they also have an additional investigation that goes on human trafficking where they will bust men looking for sex with adults. And they try to intervene in these situations and get these guys some counseling. And they also try to rescue the women involved in this human trafficking. We tend to focus more on the victimization of children. However, this other part is very important. And especially in this particular investigation, when our nation is being flooded with illegal immigrants, we are seeing women who are being exploited, women who are new to this country, who may have entered illegally or are in the process of gaining legal residence here, who are being exploited in the sex trade, in human trafficking. And we're going to get into all that in a future set of investigative stories on True Blue, my streaming crime network, and we'll talk about it here as well. But thus far in this investigation, we have exposed a man who works for Homeland Security, TSA. We have exposed a registered sex offender, a man who works for a local Air Force base with a security clearance. It goes on and on, and we'll have those episodes on True Blue. T-R-U-B-L-U, watch trueblue.com for details. Now, back to this episode. As you know, I usually end each episode with a question from a listener. But this week, I'm going to start with a question. I'll have another question at the end of the episode, don't worry. But I'm going to start with one, and you'll understand why when you hear it. And this week's question is from Sergio in McAllen, Texas. Hey, Chris. I hope you're doing good. I wanted to thank you for all that you do and for the countless hours of entertainment that you provide for the TCAP community. I have been doing some research online but couldn't come up with a straight answer, so I thought, why not ask the man himself? I was wondering who was the very first predator that showed up in your TCAP investigations and if you plan to do an episode on him and also how did your confrontation with him went. Thanks again, Chris. Have a good day. Well, thank you, Sergio, and thank you for the great idea for a podcast episode. You know, you'd think that I would immediately know who the very first predator 
was Predator 1. But it took me a minute, Sergio, to figure it out. And coincidentally, this month, March 2024, marks the 20th year since we conducted the very first Predator investigation in Bethpage, Long Island. 20 years. And I had to dig around in my own memory and do some research in general to figure out who Predator 1 was. I remember experiencing the first guy walking into the door in Bethpage. I remember the third guy because I had the transcripts all mixed up and I walked out with the wrong set of transcripts. I remember who I think was the second guy who was there when another fellow showed up and Ron Knight, my security man, had to put him in the basement for a minute. But I had a hard time recalling Predator 1. I remember the feeling of my heart being in my throat, watching this guy walk in, hearing Dell from Perverted Justice speak with him from around the corner, pretending to be a 13 or 14-year-old girl. Frag of Perverted Justice being upstairs, the two of them chatting along with other members of Perverted Justice, not on location. I remember the house in Bethpage, and I called my producer, Lynn Keller, former producer, to see if she remembered who the first guy was. And her recollection was a little foggy as well. It's been 20 years, and there have been a lot of stories and a lot of predators since then. But as best as I can tell, Predator 1 was a 34-year-old man from Long Island named Steve Reddington. Suspicious Steve. And Steve had been chatting online for probably just a little less than two hours with a decoy, Dell, or one of the other decoys from Perverted Justice, posing as a 14-year-old girl whose screen name was Long Island Lisa, which, looking back, sounds suspiciously like Long Island Lolita. That's a whole different story, as you know. So, suspicious Steve gets right to the point in his chat. Again, remember, this is March of 2004. We had done a lot of investigative reporting. I had done many investigative shows in the 20 years or so that I had been in the business up to that point. But nothing quite like this. We didn't even call this first investigation to catch a predator. We hadn't come up with a name yet. This was called Dangerous Web. The code name around the network was CP computer predators and Steve is lurking about in a chat room in those days we only explored chat rooms on AOL and Yahoo maybe MySpace from time to time his first line was want to chat ASL I don't even think I knew that that meant age sex and location at the time I had driven out to Long Island for the investigation that day. 
and I got caught in traffic coming across the Throg's Neck Bridge. And I started to wonder to myself, what if nobody shows up? What if I've just wasted tens of thousands of dollars of the network's money? And with that, Lynn Keller, the producer at the time, calls me on the cell phone and says, where the hell are you? We've got two guys looking to show up in 45 minutes. So I got there. We got set up. DJ Johnson was the associate producer. Ron Knight was there. He took all the knives out of the kitchen. We did not, as you know, collaborate with law enforcement in that first investigation. So it was just us. One of the cases, that of Ryan Hogan, a firefighter, did get referred for federal prosecution. Back to Steve. Suspicious Steve. Sure, she says. This is the girl after he says, want to chat. 14. Female. Long Island. Right off the bat, no messing around. 14 female Long Island. Steve, who is online as SR82194, says, damn, you look a lot older and pick. Yeah, that's what they all say, Steve. You're just the first guy to say it, at least the first guy with whom I've come face to face. No way, she says. Hell yes. I thought like mid-20s. Nobody ever told me that, she says. Well, I did now, says suspicious Steve. So where in Long Island are you from? Bethpage, she says. You? You're the second girl from Bethpage in two days. Huh, what a coincidence, Steve. Maybe it's because you were chatting with another girl who is actually a perverted justice decoy. He says he's from Holbrook. Really? Yeah, he says. What school, he wants to know. What school? This is a 34-year-old man who would turn out to be married with children of his own chatting at 10.43 in the morning during the week with somebody who has told him she is 14 and playing hooky that day. What school, he wants to know. She says, responding to his earlier comment about her being the second girl from Bethpage in two days. Huh? A lot of Bethpage girlies online, I guess, LOL. Island Trees, she says, referring to her school. No, I've been on a few years, he says, and never had any girls from Long Island. Now two in two days. Hmm. Suspicious Steve was not suspicious enough. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You go to Island Tree School, yeah. I grew up near there, he says. Cool. Now, this is grooming, obviously. Trying to find something in common with this girl, with whom he's going to try to have sex. Playing hooky, she says, because mom's out of town. Nice. No dad or siblings? Don't know who he is. And siblings? None. Is that your only pick? Yeah. 
So you always in Yahoo chat? Sometimes, she says. What rooms do you usually go in? My regional rooms. So what do you do for fun? I like to run for fun. Play soccer, she says. Listen to tunes. Have you seen my pic yet? No. Is it on a profile? Yes. You are handsome, she says. See me answer as the girl yesterday. Thank you. Hmm. Do you see a pattern, suspicious Steve? Ha! You're very popular then, lol. Not really, he says, lol. Well, it means you must get lots of girls, lol. I wish. This guy's married with kids. On here, they all talk. Never happens. That sucks. I hate people who are all talk, says the decoy. So do I, says SR82194. They all say they would meet, and when it's time, they don't go through with it. I'm not like that, she says. When I say I'm going to meet someone, I meet them. Good for you. So how many men have you met from here? Two guys. Cool, did they go good? Yep, we had fun. Explain fun, says Steve. Well, you know, go on a date, go out, fool around, that stuff. Oh, so they were your age then? No. Older? Yeah, I usually go for older guys. They treat a girl better. Oh, the door's open now for not-so-suspicious Steve. And how old were the guys you met? One was 22, one was 25. And your mom knows? Hell no, she says. LOL. Where did she go? Indiana to see my grandma. So you set up to meet guys now while she is gone? No, but I'd like to. You want to meet up, she says? Are you kidding, says Steve? No. This sounds like a setup, says suspicious Steve. A setup, she says. Huh? I don't get it. Police. Cops. I'm not a pig, she says. So tell me what you have on your mind, Steve says. I don't know. I just want to kind of have some fun while mom is gone, lol. At your place? Yeah. Well, what will you let me do? Lol. What do you want to do? No, you tell me. Okay. What have you done so far? Like sex-wise, she says? Yes. I've gone all the way. I like it. How many times? Three. And you do everything else, too? Asks Steve. Like what? Oral stuff? Head, he says. Yeah, I done that. Anal, do you swallow? <sighs> I never did anal and I don't swallow. No, it's icky. Would you try it? Steve wants to know. Maybe. When do you get your period? <sighs> He actually asks this. When do you get your period? And how do you keep your privates? Meaning, is she shaved or trim? He comes out and says that explicitly. Okay, very nice. Now, anything you want to ask? Are you for real, she says, or are you all talk? Would you come see me? If I say something, I mean it, Steve says. You gonna let me call you? I can't give my number out because I got in major trouble. The only time I did it. I can call you, though. Oh, I was going to a payphone to call you. Remember payphones? 
they still had them in 2004. I can't remember the last time I saw a payphone. Anyway. No, I can't give my digits out. You can give me your number, though. I will never call unless you tell me to. I've been with older guys. I know how to be careful. Well, when do you want to meet tomorrow? Maybe in the afternoon. Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow's okay. Now, Steve has no idea that we are in the process of wiring this house, which we rented from a retired NYPD sergeant. He has no idea there are hidden cameras all around the house, inside and out. He has no idea I'm going to be there with my crew. He just thinks he's going to come over and score with a 14-year-old girl. Leave his wife and kids behind. Have a big time of it. And we don't know whether he's done this before. He seems pretty practiced at it. I will go to payphone and get number, then give it to you. To call. Okay. No, that's sketchy. Just give me your digits. It's okay. Sketchy? Sketchy weird. I don't trust people who make me call payphones. Oh? It's just I'm married and have to be very careful. It's okay. I won't get you in trouble. Believe me. (laughs) So where in Bethpage you from? She gives the street address. He says, well, I can give you the number a little later, okay? After I feel safe. No problem. You'll probably feel better after you talk to me and know I'm for real. Yep, he says. Anything you want to know about me, just ask. I like answering questions. Answering questions about sex, he hopes, from a 14-year-old girl. What do you like to do when you fool around, she asks. I love to give oral. OMG. I love that, she says. That is my fave. Mine, too, says Steve. How many guys are you talking to now, he wants to know. None, just talking to a friend of mine from my buddy list. If we meet tomorrow, it will have to be early in the morning. Is that okay? Oh, it's going to be okay. For us, but not for Steve. Sorry, I had computer problems. The decoy got booted. Remember when that used to happen? I didn't want you to think I bailed. You keep going to different rooms, he says. I just figured you were all talk. It keeps bouncing me to different rooms for some reason, she says. So tomorrow early. You can't come over in the afternoon, she says. It's hard. Morning's a lot better for me. I got a class I have to go to in the morning, she says, but I'm skipping the rest of the day. What time is that class over? And the reason she's saying this is because we're not going to be ready to start until the early afternoon. Late morning, early afternoon is my recollection. She says she has gymnastics and she'll be home by 2.30. Damn. But maybe earlier if I skip gymnastics. If you skip what time? Like one o'clock-ish. What time is that class? Twelve. Gymnastics? Ten. What about I meet you before I go to work at like six? Six at night? Morning. Or five if you want. So he really wants to get in there early, have sex with his child, and then go to work. That's way too early. Can you come over today? When does your mom get back? 
Thursday. Damn. So this goes back and forth. Talking about the time. There's a phone call. It's verified. I'll see you soon, she says. I will be there, baby. He says, I will be there by one. She says, I'll see you soon. Well, we still weren't quite sure this fellow was going to show up, predator number one. But he showed up. He had a hoodie up. Underneath the hoodie, he had a bandana around his head. Jacket on. I remember it being a sunny day, but still pretty chilly. March 2004. Meet 35-year-old Steve, known on the internet as SR8219. He's a married man with children. Steve shows up with his jacket, and as I mentioned, the hood pulled up over his head. He comes to the back door of the house and rings the bell. Just come on in and sit at the counter. I got a fish getting dressed. Steve walks in the door. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now, remember, this is the very first time this has happened. And there were a lot of questions from my producers, my crew. There would be questions from viewers. Questions like, There really isn't a 14-year-old girl there. Is this still a crime? Oh, yes. We talked to Ken Lanning. Very knowledgeable guy, retired FBI agent who specializes in this area. He's still around. I talked to him within the last year. But he laid it out for us. The federal law makes it pretty clear there doesn't have to be an actual child there. This is the kind of guy they call a traveler. Travels to meet children after a grooming process online. He starts to communicate online and then he is going to travel to where the child is or he's going to try to get the child to travel to where he is also they can engage in actual sexual activity with the child. And yes, it's against federal law to do that even with a decoy and not a real child. Now Steve, before he comes in, lurks around the back porch. He looks in the window. I'm in the next room from the kitchen. There's like a dining room area. And You know, I can see him, and I'm nervous. I'm going to come face-to-face with this guy. I'm not really nervous that I'm going to get hurt or he's going to plot a gun. I'm just, I don't want to freeze. I want to make sure I do my job well. I want to draw this guy into a conversation. I don't want to just pop out and have him run. And I'm not completely sure exactly how I'm going to do this. You know, I understand it now, five or six hundred predators later, but this was Predator One. What do I say to this guy? I've read the transcripts. Here it goes. As for why he's here, after we read you part of his online chat, it will be pretty clear. And remember the conversation. Besides all the graphic sex stuff, he wanted to know if she was on the pill. You on the pill? No, you wear condoms? If you want me to, but I'm sterile. Okay, then you don't have to wear a condom if you don't want to. But before we have sex, I want you to make me She said no. He says, I'm sterile. Mm-hmm. I know. You knew what? <clears throat> exactly what was going on. Just take your hands out of your pockets for me. 
Oh, you don't have to put them up. That's fine. That's fine. Now, Steve, I think, believed I was with law enforcement. When I asked him to take his hands out of his pocket, he put them up in the air like he was surrendering. By this time, he had pulled his hood down. He claimed he knew exactly what this was and was just coming over to check it out. It's an excuse I would hear over and over and over. In fact, I heard it in the investigation we're currently conducting. The one here in Florida. I knew what was going on. I'm not stupid. It's pretty clear that Steve thinks he was caught up in a police sting. He says he was just coming over to check it out. So you were yeah, obviously suspicious in the beginning. Of course I am. I'm always suspicious. Always. Do you do this a lot? No, I, no this is the first time I've actually did show up to see what was going on. And you expect me to believe that? Uh, yes, I do. I was just coming over to protect the girl, to see if this was real. Do you have children? Yes, I do. And how would you feel if one of your children was 13 or 14 years old, that child was home alone, chatting with somebody on the Internet who ultimately uh, came over with no parent at home? How would you feel about that as a parent? I'd be pretty pissed off. I'm Chris Hansen of Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story on grown-ups okay. on the Internet. Go ahead. I am leaving. All right, go ahead. You know. Go ahead. Go ahead, he says. I'm leaving right away. Puts his hood back up. And you don't have my permission to put me on tape either. You don't have my permission to put me on tape either. Well, Steve, we don't need the permission. We caught you in the commission of a felony. And Steve was gone. Never to be heard from again, as far as we could tell, although he did later send an email to perverted justice. He never got back to us. He was never charged with the crime stemming from our first investigation. Remember, we did not collaborate with law enforcement. And of those men who showed up during that two-and-a-half-day investigation in Bethpage, the men who surfaced, only one was criminally prosecuted, the firefighter I talked about earlier, Ryan Hogan. He entered into a plea deal. Everybody else was in the wind. Oh, they were on TV, okay, but they didn't face criminal charges. That would change, obviously, and our methods have changed over the years. Let me read you the email he sent to Perverted Justice. To whom it may concern, now this is littered with misspellings and grammar issues. I am writing, R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G, to ask if you could take down the information you put up on your site about me. I know I made a big mistake, but by the information being there, it also hurts friends and family, not just me. I talk on the phone with someone that does fever... I can't even read what it says here. And was very upfront with her. I need the phone calls about hate and worse to stop I made a first and last time mistake so if you could please take the information down I would appreciate it thank you Steve parenthetically SRA 2194 so what used to happen with perverted justice is that when they identified somebody who was trying to have sex with a child they would post their information on the perverted justice website in this case because they worked with us on our television show. He was also on Dateline 
dangerous web. I really want to talk to Steve. I've got a couple phone numbers I've reached out. He's not gotten back to me. If that changes, I will let you know. But yeah, Predator 1, 20 years ago, this month. So many lessons. The most important of which is to have a discussion with your children, your nieces, your nephews, the second they get online. And it starts with there are adults on the internet who want to trick you. We continue to see shocking, horrifying stories about kids being exploited on platforms you wouldn't think are dangerous. Instagram, just the regular everyday platforms. And we see different platforms being used by predators in each investigation. We're seeing it now as I speak to you. Decoys posing as children are online being approached by adults who want to exploit them. We see decoys posing as parents, trying to sell their children for sex. And predators are all over this. It's happening all over the world. And it's happening right now. Those stories out now on True Blue. More of our story in a moment. As always, I like to hear from all of you. And in fact, this entire episode was triggered by a listener question, the one I played at the beginning of the episode. And because I get so many questions, this gives me an opportunity to hear from another listener. And this question comes from Bree in Ontario, Canada. Hi, Chris. This is Bree from Ontario, Canada. I have a few questions for you, so thank you in advance for taking the time to listen. My first question is, are there ever any positive outcomes from the interactions between decoys and users on various social media platforms and chat rooms? What I mean by that is, are there people who are frequently turning down the decoys once they learn their age by either blocking or reporting the profiles? Or maybe even chastising who they believe to be an underage user and discouraging them from talking to adults on the app or in the chat room. I'd like to think this happens a lot more frequently than the adults who are choosing to continue those interactions. My other question is about True Blue. I've been looking forward to the new episodes each Thursday and was wondering if there are any plans on uploading any of the episodes from previous investigations to True Blue. I know I'd love to be able to rewatch some old episodes of series such as To Catch a Predator, Anyway, thank you for all your hard work and continue, you know, doing the great work that you do. And I'll continue looking forward to each Monday and Thursday to listen to the latest episode of your podcast, as well as the new takedown episodes. Take care. Excellent questions, Bree. And thank you for allowing me to end this podcast, which is undeniably focused on dark material (laughs) with a positive note. We do see people in the chats who say, this is wrong, you shouldn't be doing this. And albeit rare, we do see people who report this sort of thing. Sadly, more often than not, we see exploitation. I hope there comes a day, Bree, when more people turn down this opportunity than take advantage of it. Sadly, with the explosion of social media platforms upon which adults can approach children, I I don't see that day. 
I hope it comes. And so, as I mentioned earlier, it's more important than ever to have this discussion. Your first line of defense is the relationship you have with your children, all our children. Thank you for your nice comments on True Blue. That's a great question about putting previous content on there. We're working on that. It's a little tricky to get some of the past predator investigations from the network on True Blue. We do have the opportunity to use the Hansen versus Predator material, which I own. And uh, that's a good idea. We should put that on True Blue. I promise you, Bree, we'll do that. I'll, I'll get to work on that this week. Thank you so much. And thank you all for checking in with me on this episode. You can find me all over social media, Instagram, official Chris Hansen, X, formerly Twitter, at Chris Hansen. Cameo, should you desire. TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. True Blue, my streaming crime network, T-R-U-B-L-U. Watch TrueBlue.com for details. Many new takedown episodes coming. Other documentaries about to be finished up. Some exciting developments there. And as always, you can find me right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. A Huda Media Production.